At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome in. It is a 4th of July edition of Betting Across America. We have James Salinas in our Denver studios. I'm Ben Wilson here at the South Point in Las Vegas. Uh, James, great to be with you on this 4th of July. You're coming right from the pregame show here into Betting Across America. Let's start the show with, like, not, nothing says 4th of July, James, right, than, uh, than hot dog eating and professional competition of eating hot dogs. We just saw Joey Chestnut, right, as you and uh, Brady Cannon were going to break there, James. Uh, Joey Chestnut, 76 hot dogs. Did you have a bet on this today, James? Oh, the athleticism, Ben. Oh, yeah. It's just overwhelming. 76 hot dogs. No, I did. For a preface, no, I did not bet it. Okay. If I bet it, I would have to watch it, and I really didn't want to have to watch anybody eat 76 hot dogs. So, But it goes over the total. Of course, Chestnut was the massive favorite, so he uh, covers. I wonder what was there. We talk about puck lines and run lines in baseball. Was there a, a dog line, a hot dog line? <laughs> the the dog line today, James, was 22 and a half dogs. And the second place finisher had 51. So that was uh, that would that he covered. He covered the dog line. So there you go. It's a, it's a great way to start a show. We've got two hours for you uh, on uh, betting across America. Again, he's James Salinas. Follow him at Rounding again, former champion of the Westgate Super Contest. We're going to talk some football in the show. Also get into some of our uh, MLB picks. And uh, you, you should have seen it though, James. Stephanie Kamerschek, our producer, and I. We were we were watching the final minutes and the ESPN feed. They cut out. They lost the feed. There was too much hot dog activity going on. They actually lost. <laughs> 
across the feed, and they came back just in time to see him uh, break his own record, Joey Chestnut. And so the uh, the over, which, by the way, at BetMGM was heavily juiced, minus 220 to the over, uh, 73 and a half. That, uh, that does cash for Joey Chestnut. I cannot say, James, that I uh, – it made me a little nauseous trying to watch, so I'm not going to be – I'm not going to be in the mood to eat any hot dogs, but at least, look, if you were starting your 4th of July that way, there's that. So hope you enjoyed it, James. <laughs> Well, and, and you know what, Ben, and I think for – I'm such the eye test guy, so it's a pleasure to be on with you. We haven't had an opportunity to work together. Absolutely. So looking forward to today's show. And for me, I'm definitely more of an eye test guy when it comes to breaking down and betting on a variety of different sports. But like I said, when it comes to the eye test of hot dog eating contest, that is not one that yeah. I want to have to put – that I don't want to have to try to watch and stay involved with. So, yeah, no place for like, me. Like I said, we'll, we'll talk uh, some NFL a little bit later in the show and you are such, you know, so good at breaking down film as a result of uh, you know b- breaking that into your handicapping so I don't know that I don't know that any hot dog handicapper would want to be watching film of this stuff it's a little a little grotesque for me uh, we do have though a number of uh, major league baseball games that are about to get underway just across the one o'clock eastern hour in a couple minutes we'll update you on the one game in progress right now going on in our nation's capital as as always on the fourth we get the early start and uh, that game is ongoing we'll talk about that in a couple minutes but James one play I have is a game that is starting here in just a couple minutes, and that is in Pittsburgh as the Milwaukee Brewers look to make it 12 straight. Sticking with the food theme here, James, I don't know if you're aware of this, but the, the long-standing hamburger chain in Milwaukee, George Webb's, offers three free hamburgers to everybody anytime the Milwaukee Brewers win 12 straight games. Now, that has only happened 12, uh, two times in the team's existence. So if the Brewers win today, uh, for the entire state of Wisconsin gets, uh, gets free hamburgers. I don't know if how, how that really uh, impacts your handicap, James, but the betters have seemingly gone along. This was minus 167 when it opened yesterday, and we're seeing now as high as 190 in the market. MGM currently has it at uh, 185. I know Brady Cannon re- was, was on right before, uh, before I was, just kind of taking over his, uh, his seat in the chair. I know he, he took a shot on Pittsburgh in a, uh, in a dog girl on his, his big 4th of July money line parlay. But, James, I actually like uh, Milwaukee here with how well they're playing right now the 11-game winning streak. Freddie Peralta, who, uh, while he's probably due for some regression with uh, you know an ERA sub-220, XFIP in the 350 range, this Pittsburgh lineup, I don't know if you've had a chance to look at this, James, but uh, it is pretty rough with Colin Moran uh, and uh, – you have Gregory Polanco both out of the lineup uh, in this afternoon's game. There's really nobody hitting for the, the worst offense uh, in in the major leagues in uh, in Pittsburgh. That's what uh, what I'm looking at for at least these early starts. Not sure. Uh, do you agree with me on, on that one, James? Do you like the hamburger angle as well with the with the 12 we winning go. streak we're, on the line? We're, it's all about karma, Ben. So karma for the state of for the state of Wisconsin to get those free burgers. Let's go for number 12. I don't want to get in front. Of, I don't want to take the Pirates here. Lost six in a row. Only scored eight runs in those six games and three. Three of those were right down the street from me here at Coors Field. Not a team of that course. I can back. We talk about eye test. Not a team I even want to watch. Yeah, it's uh, it's the anti uh, eye test certainly. So again, Milwaukee and Pittsburgh. That is one of several games starting here in just a couple of minutes. Welcome in. This is Betting Across America, special Fourth of July edition for you on a Sunday. So happy to be joined in our Vison Denver studios by James Salinas. Fi- uh, follow him on Twitter at Rounding Again. I'm Ben Wilson. Our producer today, Stephanie Kamershek, and uh, James. Just looking at uh, some of the uh, the games about 
about to start. We talked about that uh, Brewers-Pirates game beginning momentarily. How about an update, though, on the one game in progress right now? And you talk about angles. Let's, I, we won't spend the whole show talking, uh, you know, food-eating angles on this 4th of July. But yeah, the one thing I thought was interesting with the one game in progress, Dodgers and Nationals, this started at 11.05 a.m. Eastern time. Last night, we had a substantial rain delay, a lot of bad weather down uh, the eastern seaboard, and that was a, a game that was delayed for a few hours and finished after midnight eastern. So you had less than, I think it was like an 11-hour span from, start, from end of game last night to start of game today. And I, so I was thinking about potentially playing the under here. James did not do it because the Dodgers did not announce a starter until about an hour before game time. But here we sit, 1-1, top of the six. Dodgers on the live line, minus 135 with the live total down to 5.5. And, and that's notable because this game went off with a total of nine. Dodgers uh, laying minus 135. Ended up Garrett Clevenger being the spot starter today, more of a, a bullpen game. But what an interesting angle. You don't see that all that often, James. It's that weird 11.05 annual 4th of July start, uh, but backed up by a game that ended well past uh, midnight last night. Pretty interesting. Yeah, it could have been probably more so depending on where the Dodgers are staying. Maybe an advantage for the Dodgers not having to travel, just go back to their team hotel and, and be able to get a good night rest as opposed to the Nationals, wherever their players are living. How far do they have to travel? How late did they get home and finally get to bed? But I didn't get involved either. Anytime we're looking at whether I didn't have a listed pitcher when I was digging into this game early this morning and the fact we start doing these bullpen games, I usually right. stay away from it, especially when you're talking about the Dodgers. That is not a bullpen I want to trust. Neither is the Nationals bullpen for that matter. Had Scherzer instead of betting Scherzer the other night on the first five where he totally dominated that Dodgers lineup, I decided to go the full nine and as soon as Scherzer came out that's when the uh, bullpen came in and imploded that game for me. So that was a lost ticket the other night it, it's, uh, for the Nationals. Yeah, it's funny you say that, James. I, you know, the shows I've hosted here, I feel like I've been a broken record. It's the first time you and I are getting to work together, so I guess I'll, it gives me an excuse to say it again. Uh, I don't think I have made, I think the, the Brewer game I, I played today was the first time I had bet a full game game side or total all season. I have been much more inclined to take either first inning, yes, no runs, or the first five line. I've been doing a lot of totals so far on the first five, James, and it goes back to exactly what you just said. It's been, especially now the past few weeks, it seems like, as we've seen spin rates go down, runs go up, bullpens get more taxed as these starting pitchers are going fewer and fewer innings as far as the actual starts. Yeah, I think what you say is uh, it, it bears talking about because it's really not worth it, at least in my opinion, to uh, to look at these spots pregame. I just wonder, too, you know, I know we obviously focus on a lot of these pregame spots, but for you and uh, your, your in-game strategies here, is there anything you try to look for when, when we're thinking about uh, these particular spots where let's, you know, we use the Dodgers National example where you think about, okay, it's a bullpen game. You're not even getting an announced starter till let's say, an hour before. It's really going to be tough to invest pregame. However, once things start, you kind of get a feel for, for what uh, that sort of rotation will look like with how the Dodgers are throwing their pitchers. Is there anything you ever look at from an in-game perspective that, uh, that kind of helps you make an in-play decision? There is. I, I usually, when we're talking about the starters, looking as the game's progressing, how not so many how many pitches they've thrown. Let's say they've thrown 60 pitches through four innings, something like that. But I want to know how many stressful situation pitches did they throw? Did they have runners on base? What was the traffic like? Were they constantly having to pitch out of the stretch and and give more focus? Kind of slows the tempo down. We know anytime runners are on base, it slows the tempo down for pitchers to get up on the hill and deliver. So I'll look at not only what is the the stress 
best level been when it comes to the pitchers of what they've sustained for the first you know handful of innings but also if I'm looking to get in game where is the the opponent's bat where's the lineup where are they rolling it over again are we getting towards the top of the order maybe this next one if I'm looking to get on a side or a total or are they towards the latter part of the lineup so always to look at lineups as well as to the extent of how stressful uh, the game has been for said particular pitcher all very good points you make and I think for any viewer of us right now maybe it's a, you know you're having your little fourth of July barbecue maybe you want to get some action in because there is nothing more you know a testament to the the freedom of America Independence Day than uh, yeah making some wagers on professional sports activities so whatever you want to get in on uh, so that's why we we are here here at uh, Vison trying to give some uh, some advice and uh, tips on these sort of things the other couple games I'll just uh, mention these quickly James that are uh, now underway if we potentially see any opportunities to dive in in game here uh, while we're together over the next couple hours Blake Snell and Vince Velasquez Padres and Phillies talk about a guy who's not going deep at all Blake Snell uh, that will actually close Padres minus a buck 30 at BetMGM with a total of nine slightly juiced to the over they're also underway in Buffalo again James does anything say is anything more fourth of July or, or American uh, other than a, a Canadian team wearing the stars and stripes playing a home game in Buffalo because that's what the the Toronto Blue Jays are doing today with with Robbie Ray and they are a pretty pretty big favorite as this closes minus 170 total of uh, of 10 you got you got to love the irony there James Ben, and I'll tell you what, one of the talk about the irony, yeah, for sure, playing in Buffalo. This has been the Tampa Bay Blue Jays as well as the Buffalo Blue Jays, and eventually they're going to get back across the border. But I think for for Robbie, where you mentioned it, one of the other angles we talked about first five. I try to stay away from bullpens. A lot of times, if we're if we're betting on a, on Major League Baseball, we're betting on starting pitchers or betting against starting pitchers. Here, I've been dabbling in the the players prop market quite a bit throughout this season. It's starting to dry up a little bit when it comes to pitchers, but in particular for Robbie Ray, I was able to find a, a player prop for Robbie Ray where, you know, he, this is this Blue Jay team. They give him plenty of run support. You know, this team is one 10 out of 13 great lineup hitting the baseball, but for Robbie Ray, I think the Blue Jays have done a really phenomenal job of being able to dial back. The, the issue with Ray is he works fast. He has great tempo, but can get wild at times, but they've done a great job as far as that pitching staff goes there in Buffalo there with the blue we'll just call them the Blue Jays wherever they're playing yeah that's fine thinking <laughs> about yeah right so thinking about how well how thinking about Ray and how well he's been able to to deal with his command that wasn't always the case in Arizona uh, in his last six starts he has walked just nine batters and in those six starts he's gone over six at least six innings in five of those starts that's where I'm going here we know the Rays there's no shame when they strike out they lead the bigs by a pretty substantial margin when it comes to strikeouts. I think this is a tough matchup for the Rays. I didn't want to lay that price, but what I did do is I went with Robbie Ray to pitch basically six innings. It's over 17 and a half outs. It was sitting earlier at minus 115 when I was checking with, with Brady on, on the pregame show. It went to plus 100, so even better. So that's where I bet it. Plus 100 over 17 and a half outs for Robbie Ray going against the Rays on the other side. Uh, the wonders of getting to bet in a non-Nevada jurisdiction, James. I, uh, I envy you for, for some of these plays. You know, it's, it's a great angle. You talk about it and, and look at Ray, a guy who's already, you know, you mentioned the, the control and the improvement his command, 343 ERA, but even the underlying numbers say he, he should be even doing even better. 310 on the uh, the X50, expected, expected field independent pitching so far. So I, I, like, I, I like that play. In, in the Blue Jays are a team where uh, I, you know, I wish we, this is a market that doesn't really exist no matter what jurisdiction you're playing, but it's the to make the playoffs market, which I know every week, James, you and, and Mike Pritchard during the NFL season, you really get into uh, seeing how you can maybe bet some of the futures from a to make the playoffs perspective in season, which can be really 
fruitful bets we've seen time and again. That market, though, doesn't exist in Major League Baseball. And it's to me, it's a shame because I, I really like this Blue Jay team. They're sitting 43 and 38 today, but in a very jammed up AL East where you sit third out of five teams. There's really four teams. Everybody, the Rays, the Yankees, despite all the struggles, the Red Sox certainly all in the mix there. So why would you really want to have to go to the BetMGM and take a shot at, all right, Blue Jays seven to one when when that's to me seems like more of a crapshoot than anything where you could just take them. You know, obviously we don't have a line to compare this to, but I would think blue Jays right now, just to make the playoffs, trying to get one of the wild cards would probably be more in the three to four to one range. I wish I could make that bet. Obviously that, uh, that just doesn't uh, exist. I, w I wonder what your thoughts are on, on things like that. It, you know, when it relates to these in game uh, semi futures markets. I agree. I like the, in a sense, yes or no, right? It's a yes, no bet. Will they make the playoffs? Yes, no. Can you bet on that? And I think so. Probably be sitting around, th probably in the range between, like you said, somewhere over $3. And and I would. I think probably, the, I think for the Blue Jays, yeah, it's been a struggle for them playing at home because they've been playing in different venues through the first half of the season. And half of them down there in Tampa, the other half roughly there in Buffalo. So not playing as well. They're playing better on the road than they have at home. But getting dialed back while well, you get settled in you're going to get to the all-star break here soon enough and i think the second half of the season sitting where the blue jays are we know the lineup it's an incredibly powerful lineup will they what are they going to look to do because i think it's really the the issue is yeah the bullpen is not one that i love either but i don't know how i probably have i can probably count on less than with one hand how many bullpens i actually trust in major league baseball right now ben but thinking about the blue jays i think it's the probably the only concern for me would be the depth of their rotation. Ryu has not pitched. He has not been the ace that they were hoping for this year, but it's still a whole second half of the season to come. So I'm right there with you. If we had that opportunity, I'd be there with you as well, Ben. I like the Blue Jays to be able to steal one of those wild card spots. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And he's talking about the rotation. Alec Manoa is a guy I was really high on, top prospect, just called up for the Blue Jays, and he had the dynamic, the, the six shot out inning. First start in his major league debut at Yankee Stadium. He's been a little bit up and down since then, but uh, you, you talk about that. You know, you have a lot of young guys there. You have an offense that is completely mashing right now. Wish I wish we just had that uh, that opportunity. At the same time, I will say, James, it probably would have resulted in me making w a lot more bets than I probably should have because there's there's a lot of teams you could talk me into right now uh, that I think could potentially uh, get into the playoffs. And uh, speaking to that a little bit later in the show, we our producer Stephanie has a fun little game for us, James, where uh, we're not just going to give out a wild six-leg parlay just for fun like Brady <laughs> at our last hour, but we will have uh, $100 of uh, presumably real money that we're being given, I guess, by Stephanie. I don't know. Maybe somebody else who we are going to be able to spend on different MLB futures. So, James, you, you can start, you know, doing the math in your head, getting getting ready for that, because that'll be that'll be a fun exercise in our second hour. I'm always looking for plus prices. So if this is for us to be able to go through these exercises, which is which is good content, it's fun to talk about, and also looking for, you know, I don't want to overuse the term value. I think we mm -hmm. throw that word around a lot when it comes to sports betting, but I like plus prices, and I'm usually looking for double-digit prices if I'm looking for futures. And I think not only through the pandemic last year, but just whether it's baseball, basketball, you name it, just injuries. And we're seeing so many injuries throughout Major League Baseball right now with some key starting pitchers that are on the shelf as well as I think the other thing that we really have to starting to try to get some you know trying to get some more intel back on this whole sticky substance mm -hmm. issue yeah. with Major League Baseball basically for the month of June is kind of where I've been looking at and you know you talked about spin rates all those types of things I think those are definitely things we have to factor into our handicap as we get towards the second half of Major League Baseball season.
Again, he's uh, James Salinas. We're just underway betting across America with you here for the next uh, couple hours. Hope you're off to a great start. Enjoying your 4th of July holiday. And hopefully you can, you can hang out with us, get some uh, bets in if, if you are so inclined. Uh, just looking at some of these early games that are underway, James. We touched on a couple of these that uh, have, have started. But uh, one game that has just seen a score, and that is in Cincinnati where we, we just talked about the Milwaukee Brewers going for that 12th win in a row and put them one shy of a all-time record for that particular franchise but a couple teams trying to chase them right now the Reds and the Cubs we've seen the rest of the NL Central kind of fall off in recent weeks with the St. Louis Cardinals I know they were they uh, they've been in Colorado and they are right now James in uh, in your backyard have had certainly their struggles there at Coors while the Cubs and Reds have sort of trickled down toward 500 the Reds actually now in second place as you see on your screen at vison.com now 42 and 39 been a tight series so far against the Cubs but with Kyle Hendricks today is actually a slight underdog minus 105 against uh, the the really nice veteran Wade Miley who's had a really solid season so far for us for Cincinnati he was a minus 115 favorite but a, a tough start for him a Javi Baez RBI single gives the Cubs an early one nothing lead so you can cash a first run yes ticket if you had that nine and a half by the way was the total and so uh, right out of the gate uh, James you see the Cubs go uh, still, though, I'm actually seeing minus 115 even, so not a huge adjustment since it is uh, so early in, uh, in that game. What have you made of a series like that? Two teams who I think a lot of people, you talk about value, might be looking to get in on if, if they think you can you know, maybe catch the Brewers at, at this being the peak of their season as we sit still with about 80 games left. Yeah, I think the other teams in the NL Central just do not have anywhere close to the depth of pitching that Milwaukee does. The struggle for Milwaukee for majority of this season has been their lineup and being able to string together hits. Number of injuries to that lineup throughout the season, but now starting to get a little bit healthier. They'll get healthier after the All-Star break when Shaw will come back at some point as well as Kane. Uh, but Adamas back into the lineup, he's really hit the baseball well and really solidified, giving them some stability in that lineup because ultimately you don't need to score a whole lot of runs with the pitching staff, not only with the starting rotation, for that Brewers team, but also the back end of that bullpen, best closer in baseball with uh, with Hader. Uh, it's just, it's a team that finally is putting together some hits. You talked about going to Hamburger Day today for those guys to win 12 in a row, but thinking about the Reds, thinking about the Cubs. I mean, what's going to happen with the Cubs, Ben, if they continue to spiral it off? Eight straight did get on the board today. I haven't seen them get on the board a whole lot lately, not scoring runs in those eight losses. And uh, I think here, what we got a lot of players on the final year of their contract there in Chicago. And if we if they're still continuing to fall back and back in these standings and Milwaukee continues to pitch the way that they have for the next month, we start to get to that trade deadline. Going to be interesting to see exactly what the Cubs do at that trade deadline. I tend to think they're going to be more sellers than they will be buyers. Well, yeah, and I'll say this too, James. You think about how David Ross has set up that that lineup and that team in general. They are an incredible free-swinging bunch, and they have gotten. You know, I think they've really ridden the wave of the the low spin rates, the really the all-or-nothing type philosophy that seems to dominate modern baseball analytics. I'm not so sure that uh, that I buy that really extending through the entire rest of the season where sure that's going to help you in spurts and you can you can get hot at times but when I when I've watched those series and I've watched that lineup I just don't buy that they've got the discipline necessary when it comes to the really, really good rotations like a Brewers and you think about the Dodgers, Padres, Giants, the other contenders that you're going to see in the rest of the NL. I don't know if you, you agree with me on, on that as well, just with the, their overall lineup approach, but it's kind of weird to see them just embrace this all-or-nothing uh, type style at the plate. I, I, I don't really buy it long term. 
I don't either. You're talking about where they're at when, when last teams in the league and batting average up there as far as strikeouts is concerned. It's just there's no shame in striking out anymore, Ben. And, and the Cubs kind of like the Rays and a few other teams kind of epitomize that with the new uh, approach to analytics with Major League Baseball. Yeah, it's like there's, like there's no shame in eating tons of hot dogs. There's no shame in striking out. There's no shame in anything anymore, uh, James. There is, well, there is, there's no shame. And, and also being on Betting Across America, that's what we're doing right now with James Salidas. I'm Ben Wilson. We're just getting started. When we return, going to get to some of James's NFL thoughts. We're going to dive into that. No better thing to do on a 4th of July holiday. We'll talk about that next year on VEASAN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back into Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM on the special 4th of July Sunday, along with James Salinas in our Denver studios. I'm Ben Wilson here in Las Vegas. A couple quick updates, uh, unfortunately, for our producer today, Stephanie Kamerschek. She had the unfortunate decision of picking up Vince Velazquez in her fantasy team, streaming. Yeah, James, we've all been there. You pick up a starter and then bang, two-run home run, Manny Machado, top of the first inning. So cash those yes first run tickets if you were uh, were on at San Diego in this spot. Padres, I mentioned them with Blake Snell, minus 130 today. Quick 2 nothing lead. And, and my Brewers betting a little bit of peril. 
Come on, Brewers. The state of Wisconsin is counting on you. Free hamburgers. Uh, Freddie Peralta, though, gives up a solo home run to Kevin Newman. So the Pirates, a quick 1-0 lead there in the bottom of the first. And, and that's a line after being steamed all the way up near to $2 from 167 or so last night, James. It is now basically a pick of Milwaukee minus 105 for the rest of the game. That is how things can turn when you are talking uh, live betting. So you can, you can offer your condolences now, James, to Stefan, if, if, you, if you are so inclined, if you want to do that. Oh, it's still early, Steph. It's still early. <laughs> it's the first inning. Don't throw in the towel yet. Don't tear up those tickets or in this case, your, your fantasy piece. It's still a long way to go. Stephanie says quality start still on the board. So I, I like the optimism uh, from, from Steph again, uh, here joined by uh, James Salinas, uh, follow him at rounding again, former super contest champion. I uh, wanted to bring this up with you, uh, James, since it is 4th of July, we are now starting to see, I know we're, we're a couple months still away from the NFL season, but within the past few weeks contest season, it uh, I guess has officially begun. Signups are now open. You think about the Westgate super contest, which you are a former champion of the uh, circa million three going down at uh, where our other studio is downtown along with the Circus Survivor, number of other national contests that will be uh, be put up for the first time this year now with the expansion of legalized sports betting around the country. Uh, so, James, I wanted to kind of set this up uh, to you here as somebody who specializes in these sort of things. It's never too early to, to think and start talking strategy. Uh, let's just let's paint the picture, James. You're at a barbecue later today, 4th of July, and, uh, you know, people are coming up to you like, hey, I hear you're that contest guy. I'm, I'm thinking about going in for the first time this year. What do I need to know? What's the number one thing you are telling somebody who's maybe tuning into us for the first time on a, on a 4th of July, thinking about the fall? Ben, I would say narrow your focus. And for me, that's what I do. When I've, the, when I've won it in 2015, that was the first year I participated in the contest. And you get into the contest, there was about 1,700, 1,800 entries in that contest that year. And you get there and say, yeah, well, I'll take a shot. Why not see what happens? And ultimately, after week six, I was at the top of the leaderboard there. And then it took on a whole new perspective of, wow, it's actually have an opportunity. But I still got a grind of 11 more weeks. But what I did or what I – let's just put it this way, Ben. What I wasn't doing – is I wasn't betting anything else. I wasn't betting any futures in the NFL, any season win totals, uh, and I wasn't betting games from game to game because what I, what I didn't want to do, number one, to have any distraction, but I also didn't want to have any biases creep in. So if you, yeah, if you bet a team to win a division, well, then you're rooting for all the other teams in that division to lose week to week to week. And I didn't want to have any kind of not only distraction, but also – any kind of maybe, you know, an unconscious bias that I might have towards a certain team or teams because I had futures in one, one way or another. So I stayed away from doing any kind of long-term bets. I just completely focused only in on the super contest and just five picks per week. And that would probably be my first area of advice. Narrow your focus. You don't want to have any kind of biases creep in when it comes to picking teams and or going against teams that you might want to see lose because you have a certain kind of future bet out that, there. That, I'd say that's a very good one. The thing I've thought about with this too, and I think for if you're somebody out there looking to get into one of these for the first time, you should probably know it, this isn't just like the the 53% threshold that we talk a lot about as far as betting spreads. It's, it's a whole different game. I kind of, I'm curious to see if you would agree with this uh, comparison, James. I almost feel like it's sort of like a, a professional golf tournament where you can't win by just making pars. You, you can't just go three, you know, two and three, three and two every 
every week. If you're going to say a three and two week in the super contest is like a par, like you got to be out there making birdies and eagles four and one, five and a weeks. I, you know, I, I've kind of done this just on my own without actually being in the contest just to keep track. My best year ever was 58%, which that's the, I'm like on paper, that seems pretty good, but that would not even get me close to the top of the leaderboard. Uh, so like, do you, do you agree with that kind of logic where it's like, look, you're going up against professional betters who are really focused, as you mentioned, the narrow focus on this specific contest. And so it's not like uh, with, you know, like these, uh, with respect to like the US Open at Wingfoot where maybe you can win with two over. It's not like that. You gotta be like eight, nine under. You gotta be going four and one, five and oh, most weeks. Is that, uh, like, is that a fair comp, would you say? I would say mostly four and one. Don't think about I need to go five and zero oh, week in and week out. Each year when I won the contest, the next year I came in third. Each of those years and each year subsequently, I've only went five and zero oh each season one time. So you don't necessarily have to just continue to sweep the board, and that doesn't have to be the expectation. But yeah, a lot more four and ones than you go two and three. Right, that's so for you, sure. So you don't need to you don't need to be making the ace like uh, Troy Merritt yesterday. Yep. But uh, you, you, just, you need to get the birdies. Okay, that's good. So people at least have something uh, attainable. That's uh, great stuff, James. I know we we're going to talk. NFL a little bit later this hour as we continue. It's a special 4th of July edition. More coming your way next right here on Betting Across America. Feature on vcin.com. Every day we're posting the latest betting splits on every game in the major sports with current odds and what percentage of bets and money are being placed on each game. Check this info daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets written and if that matches the money coming in on those games to help you find a betting edge. And of course, we have all the odds, data, and analysis for every game as well. Start your next sports bet at vcin.com. We're back on Betting Across America, joined by James Salinas in our Denver studios. I'm Ben Wilson here at the South Point in Las Vegas. A couple of quick MLB updates. I know James is paying close attention to this uh, Robbie Ray, Ryan Yarborough matchup there in Buffalo. And uh, Robbie Ray had second and third, nobody out in the top of the second, but back to back, uh, back to back K's there, James. And he gets another one. How about that? Look at Robbie Ray. He must have known you had, uh, you had that over, what, 17 and a half outs ticket. So that was a nice help for you there. Nice work. Well, I was looking to get involved with his strikeouts too, but it was juice too high. It was sitting at seven and a half and the Rays lead the major leagues when it comes to strikeouts. We talked about no shame in this game for the Rays when it oh, comes yeah. to, to swinging and missing up there, but it was juice too high. It was sitting around a dollar 45. And uh, one thing about me, Ben, I'm typically more of an underdog player and I'm very frugal when I'm not the most disciplined better. I'm not going to be up here and profess the, the bankroll management and all the discipline that I'm that I'm working through that. I've been working through that for over 30 years and it's still a work in progress. But, <laughs> w w but when it comes to actually laying juice, I'm very frugal when it comes to that. So that's where I went with the, the outs prop instead of the strikeout prop. But right now, four strikeouts through Robbie Ray. He's pitching exactly the way he should. And he's got through his, yeah, his six outs, nothing, nothing there to the bottom of the second. Blue Jays now minus 220 on the live line. And after going down early one, nothing. Brewers have loaded the bases in the top of the second with one out. Uh, only the entire state of Wisconsin and free hamburgers are, are on the line here uh, if the Brewers can win their 12th straight game. So 
Uh, we'll see if uh, Freddie Peralta, the pitcher, by the way, at the plate. Uh, so the Brewers now have gone back up to minus 170 on the live line. They were as high as minus 190. You see on your screen there of Yavison.com, the line pregame. So we'll keep an eye and, uh, yeah, see if those hamburgers will be coming in free to uh, the residents of, uh, of Wisconsin. Speaking of Wisconsinites, James, we'll, uh, we'll get into our thoughts on the NBA Finals here in just a couple of minutes. We're also going to bring in our senior NBA analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel, in about a half hour. want to quickly, though, talking about these finals, look at the uh, the Conn Smythe odds right now in the Stanley Cup final. And that's because Stanley Cup final, unless you you know, you know have a certain play you're looking at, James, I don't know that it's really bettable at this point where you have the uh, the 3-0 lead for Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah, only uh, minus 5,000 on that uh, series price line. Montreal, 22-1. to I, I, What was funny to me, though, James, when they hung these, these reposted uh, Conn Smythe odds was how you see some of these uh, these odds that don't really make sense from like a correlation standpoint where let's be real. I mean, for Montreal, they're 22 to one for Carey Price to win this award. Like they're going to have to win the series. I mean, the last time a goalie for a losing Stanley Cup team won the Conn Smythe. I was 10 years old. You had not yet. You were like 10 years away from winning your first uh, Super Contest championship, James. So that, that gives you an idea. This does not happen all that often. So anybody thinking about getting in on Carey Price, uh, that, that would not make uh, any sense to me. Uh, any, anything you, you are looking at uh, right now on this Conn Smythe trophy board. I can't go any further than Vasilevsky, and he's obviously the favorite sitting at $1.50. The sentiment, we're talking about an award, so it's subjective in nature anytime we're talking about player awards, and in this case here for the Conn Smythe with Vasilevsky. I mean, the whole body of work through the playoffs has been sensational, and we saw that last year, and it's carried over to this year for the Tampa Bay Lightning. This this team, speaking of the Conn Smythe, yeah, I can't go any I can't go any further down than Vasilevsky at $1.50. I think it's it's his to lose, and I don't think that's going to happen because I think they do go and close this series out tomorrow in Montreal. I think Montreal, great story and fun to watch. I cashed a lot of tickets during this postseason with the Canadians. I lost a couple tickets. I didn't get involved in the series, but I did lose a couple tickets. One, I lost game two with them at a really good plus price, and I lost the total on game three. Bet the under went, went way over. But but here, I just I can't go any other side outside of Vasilevsky to win the Conn Smythe, and then as far as closing this out, I think that's what happens tomorrow. It's laying roughly $1.60 for the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think here, I'd probably I'd rather go the puck line. They've covered the puck line in all three games prior to coming up tomorrow night, but sitting at plus 165, I told you I'm pretty frugal and I like chasing juicy prices in plus 165 where we may say it's a potential empty net there for the Canadians. I just don't know what else uh, that Montreal can do on their side to stop this really talented and deep lightning team. Uh, no, I, I like that thought for sure. And you, know, you mentioned uh, that the, what we're currently seeing with Vasilevsky. I honestly am surprised this is not higher on his line to win the Conn Smythe. I, that, this is the one bet I had going in the series, James. I, I was able to get him at plus 250 before the series started. And mo it was interesting. Most books, at least in the Nevada markets, had him in the, in the plus 120 to plus 130 range. Uh, one book was hanging a two and a half to one. So uh, I jumped on that. But what's interesting, though, so we saw the, the, the Vezina Award uh, announced and in uh, Vasilevsky that for the best goalie all season in the NHL. And Vasilevsky was snubbed from that award. It does not did not get that award. Kind of surprising because he basically he or Mark Andre Fleury, you could argue, were the two best goalies all season. The flower gets gets that award. So I would think uh, you think about to some of the maybe the criticisms of Vasilevsky he, he gave up one soft goal in game three that was really the only soft goal he's given up the entire series 
Despite that, he still saved, I think it was 91% of the shots, 30 for 33. So it's not like the guy has been just resting on a, a really good defense. He's faced a lot of shots in two of these three games. And so the other thing, too, here, like you have Nikita Kucherov at plus 125, the only other logical option. But well, think about how much the Lightning have been spreading around the goal scoring so far. I mean, you went into game three with, of the nine goals scored, eight were by different goal scorers. So the argument that Vasilevsky hasn't actually been that good and the offense has been so good that Kucherov should get it, I don't know that that really carries any weight to me, and I'm surprised that this line isn't higher. I actually still think if you want to make a bet, there is value to be had on, on the minus 150 price. I agree, and I think that's where, yeah, the, the, the lines, they, they spread out the goals, right, as far as the offense is concerned for Tampa, and it's just such a deep team. All four lines contribute. you got defensemen jumping into the plays, making, you know, p scoring points. It's just such a good team. And then a lot of times, Ben, I typically don't back and look for repeat champions. I didn't get involved with any of the, any of the futures with the NHL this year, but I usually typically – go against the defending champions. There's so many things that they have to deal with, distractions off the, in this sense, the ice here. But, man, what a great team. What a great team. So deep, so talented. And then when they want to turn it up at that championship intensity, then they know exactly how to do that. And that's exactly what game three was. I think that's exactly what happens tomorrow, game four. They'll finish this out. I like the puck line. Laying one and a half plus 165. Pretty juicy for my taste. Yeah, no, you're totally right. You have to give so much credit, I think, to Tampa Bay. I don't think many people wanted to really get involved on Tampa. And this is, I think, a, th a theme that we'll see when we talk about our MLB futures. There is a team at the top of the market who is the defending World Series champion that I'm not so sure. I want to go in on right now, especially at the price and some of the you talk about off the ice, in this case, off the field uh, issues going on. That's a little tease to what we'll talk about uh, in our second hour. But when we return, we're going to dive back into the NFL again. Never too early to start handicapping some NFL. We're going to talk one division with a lot of intrigue. That is the AFC North. Get James Salinas, former Westgate Super Contest champions thoughts on what he thinks of that interesting division when we return right here on Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Bet fearlessly on your favorite sports with a risk-free first wager up to $600 at BetMGM. Just sign up using bonus code VSIN600 and get in the game with the king of sportsbooks. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use promo code VSIN600 to make your first bet risk-free up to $600. New customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., or West Virginia only excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada as we are back on Betting Across America. Ben Wilson with you from the South Point Studios here at the tip of the strip in Las Vegas. Joined by James Salinas. Follow him at Rounding Again. Joining us from our Visa Studios in Denver, Colorado. And James, time to get into a little NFL talk as uh, we've been talking about throughout the show. Never too early to start the handicap. And uh, you talked early when we, earlier when we were mentioning super contest strategies for this year, just contest strategies in general. Narrow your focus. Well, here we go. We're going to narrow our focus to the uh, the AFC North division and looking at some of the uh, the prices right now, a, a division with three playoff teams from last season and, and then one giant rebuild in the Cincinnati Bengals. You currently, as of right now at BetMGM, have the Ravens, slight favorites at plus 115 to uh, win that division, followed by the Cleveland Browns, plus 150. Pittsburgh Steelers sitting at 4-1 to one there. You see on your screen as well their records from last year and current Super Bowl odds. As you've started, uh, James, you're off season handicap and analysis of a lot of these teams coming back. Uh, what's been the, the thing you've, uh, you've found yourself looking at, at least from uh, the AFC North perspective so far? Ben, you talked about the Bengals being a rebuild. I'm going to put the Steelers in that category as well. This is a rebuild. This is a team that needs to rebuild itself too. I think the identity, I don't know what offensive identity we're going to see out of Pittsburgh. It was clear last year with Big Ben coming off his elbow surgery that especially as the season progressed, he just did not have the ability to throw the ball downfield with any velocity nor any accuracy. And they really dialed back the playbook. A lot of short passes to really kind of substitute for a lack of running game that did it really just didn't exist and it's just not the identity that we're used to seeing we're used to seeing big ben throw it all over the yard for sure but we're also used to seeing pittsburgh line up with a great offensive line and pa- ground and pound and wear you down 
that's not the case this year. Rebuilt offensive line, very suspect, is going to be a very young offensive line going into 2021. But also with Big Ben, I mean, it's not going to get any better. If It's only going to continue to regress. So what is the offensive identity going to look like for the Pittsburgh Steelers? I think this is going to be they're, – they're going to struggle to score this year, and I think that's where another team that's going to be, be rebuilding, they're going to be playing for third place. They're not going to be competing for this division here. So that's where I first started when I broke down this AFC North is looking at the Steelers, clearly the third best team in that division. And it's a good point you make because while in a lot of other sports we talk about chalk and teams repeating at least contenders from year to year, as we know at the NFL, there are every single season a number of these playoff teams who then fall off the next season. And you just, you're not doing your due diligence as a handicapper if you're not at least trying to identify which of those teams you think will be in that position. And so, you, I mean, you, you make the point with Pittsburgh and it's funny, it's a team I bet their win total under last year. Of course, that was maybe the worst bet you could have made because they start the year 11 and 0. I at least was vindicated a little bit. I had bet Cleveland in that playoff matchup against them last year. So at least, uh, at least at, at the end, I got the last laugh, sort of, as they lose 48 37 in that wild card game, lose four of their final five games. What's interesting, too, when you, we bring up just the offensive construction that they're going to have, even, even the running game, too, last year was a big struggle at times as, as a result of being very one dimensional. Ended the regular season 30th in rush offense by DVOA. And you think about some of the additions and, and the losses they had in the offseason. So they spend about uh, what, 14 million combined on two big signings and BJ Finney from the Bengals, Joe Haig from uh, the Buccaneers. And you think about two and you go to the draft, you draft Najee Harris first, the big bruising running back out of Alabama and also bringing Kalen Balaj figured to be a change of pace back as well. So you don't really address anything really receiving wise or quarterback wise with big Ben. You're, it it kind of gives me the, the idea, James, this is going to be a, all right, let's just get back to like the Steelers of the early two thousands, just ground and pound and try to win games, low scoring that way. Do you, do you agree with that philosophy? Do you think that has a, a chance to work? Cause it's kind of interesting to see the, the way they've clearly gone as far as their offensive rebuild here in the off season. I think that's what they're going to have to do offensively this year because of Big Ben's limitations to throw the football as well as this offensive line. There's Not only did you lose the veteran presence of so many players, three key veterans no longer on that front for Pittsburgh, but the leadership that went out the door when they left as well. Obviously, one retirement, but some movement too. And you see, you see that with plenty of teams. There's always attrition and, and player movement when it comes to personnel and roster moves. But that's just a lot to lose in a short period of time for Pittsburgh that has to reinvent themselves offensively with this new offensive line as well as the fact that Big Ben is just not going to be able to throw the ball downfield like he once did and then defensively uh, I you know that you talk about the front four love the front four there but uh, there's still some question marks in my mind at the at the linebacker position and I just think it's it's the Steelers it's just going to be a struggle so you talked about the identity for the offense I do I think it's going to have they're going to have to get some kind of semblance of the running game game going because it's going to you're going to creep those safeties up because there's just not the threat of Big Ben to be able to throw the ball over the top with any consistent basis right and, and the last thing I would say on that you make the point that defensively we've seen it, it is so hard to repeat with the with just the immense defensive numbers we saw Pittsburgh in the regular season number one ranked DVOA defensive team second in yards per play so I mean they really did have a, a fantastic season for the most part but a lot of that those numbers are boosted by turnovers which can be extremely hard to duplicate you know, from year into year that's year to year we saw that with the Chicago Bears last year and, and you know a big fall off that they had so I think the points you make are uh, are, are very well taken, especially when you consider two of the other teams in this division. 
one of whom was the beneficiary of one of those offensive line losses for Pittsburgh, Alejandro Villanueva, goes to the Baltimore Ravens, two teams in, in Baltimore and Cleveland, who I think, James, a lot of people are really high on. It's just a matter of, all right, which team do you actually like of these two, the two favorites and front runners to come out of the AFC North, Baltimore uh, and Cleveland, each of whom had kind of different trajectories as far as where they got last year, both end up in the playoffs. Uh, but Cleveland was uh, kind of the darlings last year, finally got everything uh, clicking in the second half of the season, uh, despite some shaky defense at times. And, and then you had Baltimore with, uh, with their offensive struggles in the divisional round uh, against Buffalo. How do you evaluate those two teams at, at the top of the division? Who do you like more, at least as we talk right now here on July 4th? You talked about the offensive struggles for the Baltimore Ravens. I think they've met their ceiling when it comes to Lamar Jackson and what they can do offensively. We know the running game is very proficient, not only with the way that they can pound the ball. J.K. Dobbins is going to be a I, – I like Dobbins back there running the football. Uh, but – Jackson, we know, tough to match up with anytime you got that speed, but I think you contain you contain those edges against Jackson, and now you force them to have to throw and make accuracy. We talked about accuracy or lack of accuracy for Big Ben. Now the velocity's there with Jackson. He's got a big arm, but it's the accuracy piece that has plagued him since he's come into the NFL. And until that until that looks different, until that changes, and he can prove that he can do it consistently down the scenes and over the top with with uh, uh, you know, so the consistency when it comes to accuracy, I just I don't see it. I just feel like the ceiling has been met by this offense. And on the other side, the defense, to me, it's not a championship-caliber defense. Uh, I'd, this is just a team that I think we're going to see some regression out of Baltimore. And there's plenty of film now for the last couple years on Jackson of what you want to do and how to combat that running game for Baltimore. Make mine Cleveland. Uh, ben, I really like what Cleveland – number one, I like what Cleveland did in the offseason – last year. Stefanski coming over, changing the identity of that team, changing the culture of that team. A few years past, a lot of things going on off the field, a lot of popping off, a lot of talk before you even actually got on the field to play. Uh, and they, he had a lot of damage control there and really had to reset what that culture looks like as far as uh, professionalism and, and not getting ahead of yourself before the season starts. And then the fact that Cleveland, in my mind, especially on the offensive line, it is the best run-blocking offensive line in the NFL. And then you get your the way that they're going to run the football you've got not only Chubb back there and Hunt to be able to spell some carries but then I think defensively that was the issue obviously last year and it's been the issue for a number of years for Cleveland on the defensive side in particular in the secondary and they've made some really interesting offseason moves via through the draft as well as free agency to bring over Johnson and Hill uh, and as well as being able to bring in Jackson in the middle of that defense too. Malik Jackson I think not only has the ability to get good push up the middle and keep those edges honest on Miles Garrett, but also the fact that he's been there and done that. He was a key contributor to that Super Bowl champion team with the Denver Broncos back in 2015, so he's going to bring that pedigree into that locker locker room. I really liked what the Browns have done last year. I think it's only going to continue going into this season, so when we're talking about who's going to be the champ of the AFC North, make mine the Cleveland Browns mark it down I like it uh, James and you think too to your point with how banged up they were offensively at times in certain positions outside the O-line still Kevin just Kevin Stefanski gets them to 10th in offensive DVOA and a team that was clicking on all cylinders by the end of of the season and that bared out in uh, in that uh, demolition of Pittsburgh uh, in the wild card round so I, I tend to lean with you there the one that before we wrap up uh, in this hour the one thing that uh, just to go back to Lamar Jackson in Baltimore I found this really interesting an article uh, our friend uh, Warren Sharp from uh, who you know 
is a frequent guest here on Visa, one of his guys at uh, Sharp Football, noted and just talking about will Baltimore change any of their philosophies on when they pass early in downs. Here's a crazy number for you, James. Of the 44 passers last season that had 100 or more attempts, Lamar Jackson was 37th in the percentage of pass attempts that came on first down. So I just get the sense that in a way, like I, I would think Greg Roman would have to make some adjustments this year if, if you're going to handicap and really believe in Baltimore making a step with Jackson because he's done some good things. It's just a matter of can you stop telegraphing how you're going to run things offensively and make it easier uh, for defenses to game plan for you. That number, when I saw that, James, I was kind of blown away by just how just how one-dimensional they have become in their specific uh, play calling. Do you expect more of the same this year? A lot of ground and pound on first and second downs uh, for Baltimore? As some, uh, that's their identity is that's what it is. I mean, if you want to try that, but you've still got to have fine success. And I just don't know if that's I, I don't see it coming from Jackson. So I think you're going to continue. Uh, you're going to stack those boxes, take away, play the edges, take away that run and now force him into a lot of third and long situations where he has to throw it past the sticks. I don't like their chances throughout a full now 17 game season. Yeah, full 17 game season. All right. July 4th, James Salinas liking the Cleveland Browns out of the AFC North. Uh, we still have a lot more to get to hour two betting across America. Number dogs barking speaking of the dog pound on the browns on the mlb slate we'll update you on that on the other side hour number two next here on vc at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.